On this episode of Bootstrappers, we're gonna talk about when to get benefits for your domestic team and international team. Welcome to the Bootstrapper Show, where we talk about topics that are important to real estate and property management entrepreneurs, and really all kinds of entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Gwen Aspen, here with my lovely spouse, Jeremy Aspen. How lovely as ever. <laughs> and today we're gonna talk about uh, businesses' vision for their company and how benefits fit in. Benefits is really part of that whole compensation package for your team. And there are moments when it's really important to get the best and brightest to have a benefits package. But, you know, when you're first getting started, it can be hard to swallow that financial pill. So we're just going to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly about benefits. Anaquim is, uh, or I'm sorry, Bootstrappers is brought to you by Anaquim. If you're looking for professionals to help you move your business forward, go to anaquim.net today and set up a discovery call. Anaquim has the best global talent uh, out there. And um, if you t say the word bootstrappers on that discovery call, you can get 50% off of your placement fee. Okay, Jeremy, let's talk about benefits. Yay! So They're I think it's- actually one of my least favorite topics. <laughs> This in taxes. Oh, and insurance. I just hate it. But, but it's, it's super, super important. important. It's super important. And I think it is important to go back in memory lane, down memory lane, and talk about um, our first benefits package, which was airplane lessons. Yeah, that wasn't much of a benefits package. But yeah, that's, I think, back at the time when uh, the, our property management company, we had, uh, you know, I think five employees working for us and benefits were out of the question. As a matter of fact, <laughs> it was less expensive to offer everybody free flying lessons uh, than it was for benefits, because that ended up being like $5,000 to get your pilot's license back at the time. So we did that, and three of us got our our pilot's license. And we even had um, one of our early founders or like one of our first employee who came on board. He came over this weekend and we were talking about how important that was and how much he misses flying. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I still fly. I like it. But but I think the point there is especially I mean, that was you know, 16, 17 years ago that we were doing that. But right now you really have to know your employees and see what really gets them excited to stay with you because it is a competitive workforce. Yeah, and even back then when we were just starting out, they had options, but what stu what they stuck around for was the opportunity that eventually the property management company Wistar Group would become something, right? Um, that they were gonna have better opportunities kind of holding out. And so ultimately what we ended up having to do is uh, you know, we shared uh, the the company itself. We we sold shares to them or gave them shares after two options. years. Yeah, um, of and for us. And then we also what else did we do? Well, you did start giving benefits eventually. Oh, benefits. I, yeah, I want to talk was... about that kind of continuum. So obviously, when you're brand new at your business, you're probably not going to have the income or the ability to give out crazy benefits. But you can be creative like that. And I do want to stress one thing. Although not legally. <laughs> so. So I don't know that I would push this too hard to like come up with creative ways of giving benefits because, you know, back then and since the, the statutes have passed, I think we deducted those that that airplane time is an expense and it wasn't ever reported to them as income, which 
You know, there's probably a there's probably an argument the IRS could have made that we should have reported it as income to them. So, but that's back in those days where you're just trying to get off your off the ground and make make things happen. So you. That's what you got to be. Do definitely be careful about how creative you are with benefits because you do have to report them. Okay, but one other thing about <laughs> to push the envelope with the creativity. Yeah, they do have those websites where you can give like points or whatever, and then you can purchase items, right? Yeah. And that's totally legal. That's, Lots of corporations that works. do that. Yep. And I just want to talk about that as just a concept a lot of people that work for us uh they you know they're like everybody struggling maybe month to month to make ends meet and uh, a lot of parents especially would feel guilty for instance especially us early on like using the family money for flight lessons oh yeah that would be like out of the question for a lot of our employees the spouses may not be too keen on that and also like if you have women working for you they're not going to go get their nails done or get a nice bag with maybe the money that they make from their job because they're going to feel like they have to give that to the family but if you have one of those websites where they have to buy something then it is something that they can indulge for themselves really feel like they're being taken care of by the company and not feel guilty about just doing something for themselves. So it really feels like a true benefit. So I just want to bring that up as an option. Yeah, and more fun. It's a little bit more engaging. Cash is one of, you know, it, our, everybody says that they want cash, right? Um, and so when you give cash, you feel like you're doing what it is that they want. But there's a whole psychological, uh, a whole psychological dynamic, which is, um, like what you were just touching on, you giving everybody exactly what they want isn't necessarily what they want. Making people feel special um, is a lot more useful to them than them just being satisfied with having attained some extra hundred dollar bonus. If you give them um, a mechanism that they can, you know, get that get that Gucci purse or whatever it is, that they, it is a lot more. It it. it it resides in their mind in a much more favorable position than cash. Cash is one step removed from uh, like caring. Well, and, and let's talk about that. So as Wistar moved along its trajectory, obviously you hired people who couldn't care less about flying. And so the flying lessons weren't in <laughs> That was a short term. It was a short term way to get the initial people to, to get on board. And then of course we had a maintenance staff and you, for most property management companies, they 1099 those folks. Yeah, and uh, which I but, would also say you should not do. But. but but then there's a point where you want that quality level to be high enough, right. and you can't get great people at 1099s, and then you have to kind of change the vision of your company and give a higher level of benefits, which you know initially typically is at least some level of healthcare and dental. And so we did make that transition. What was the psychological reason and what was the moment where you decided, okay, Wistar Group has to go to, it has to become a company that offers true benefits? It was the moment that everybody else in the company had opportunities elsewhere. I mean, there's really, there's really, there's a point in time during the development of the company that you have to become sophisticated enough to, 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 be able to propose your your company in real in a real way as the better option because if you can't get there like if you if you're going to be stuck in this 1099 world where you think you're getting around uh, having to you know pay 
payroll taxes and whatnot. I mean, you might get there, but you will continuously be looking for new talent because the ones that are worth more do not, they cannot stick around. And so we used a PEO, and I think the benefit there was that, that we could pool our resources with other local small companies, and we saved money on our workman's comp to the so point where it made everything. Super important yeah. for property management. Our workers' comp, uh, before when we did the payroll ourselves, it was a really expensive part of what we did. But when we pooled everything together with another company that had 4,000 employees, we essentially then got the benefit of being a 4,000 employee company, but um, but we got to we got to retain the um, the employees as our own, so we could direct them to do something. They could meet certain KPIs or not. We could hold them accountable. We could manage their schedule. Um, really important stuff to to if you want to manage a company that's. That's, that is that is in any way trying to um, offer a quality service. The answer, the short answer to the question is the second you, ha you start having to, you start to feel it. You start to feel like, oh, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit concerned that I might not be able to keep this person. You know, you start throwing money at them. First phase is you start throwing money at them, like bonuses and cash and whatever you can do. But again, the the, st the the stabilizing component of a benefits package is a big deal. So, and that's on a domestic team. Uh, yeah, we're still talking domestic here. Uh, additionally, uh, like uh, you've got to train these people, especially in property management, which is so litigious on sexual harassment prevention and fair housing. And you better. it's really hard to get your vendors to take those classes. Oh uh, yeah, right. And um, it does put you at legal risk if you're sending people out there, even if you have a tight contract or whatever you do to get around it you're still gonna be liable. And so at a certain point, you just have to make those true employees and provide at least some level of benefits. Um, and then at Antiquim, just to continue with the domestic employee route, um, we needed, I mean, Antiquim is a B2B business, right? So you have to get true professionals. So we had to not only provide the medical and dental, but we had to go all in for the matching 401k. and. If you really want that high-end professional, those people are competing for jobs that offer those benefits. And it's very hard to get really high-end professionals without that 401k match. You can't. You I can. mean, I mean, and, and so, and this is actually a nice little segue into the next part. So we talk about domestic and then we talk about international, which is, you know, we got 900 some employees uh, internationally. And I, I strongly suggest that if you are trying to use virtual assistants uh, to save money, uh, it's a good idea. It's a very uh, useful strategy. The problem is that over the last several years, the, 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 the industry has changed. Mm -hmm. It is no longer a virtual assistant industry it is, because they are neither virtual nor are they assistants. They are like what your we operations. refer to them. They are your operation. They are remote and they are professionals, which is why we call them at our company, remote professionals. Oh. And, and and if you're going to retain professionals, you are going to have to have a, compens uh, a, a more complete compensation package is going to be far more likely um, to allow you to retain good talent. That's just the fact, whether it's a domestic organization, uh, an international uh, organization, or a mixed, which is what everybody's becoming now, 
you have to have something that keeps them that stabilizes the the so here here's field. the reframing because i think that this is kind of the cutting edge so we've always thought of virtual assistants as people who can only do like if they're not in the united states then give them um some some data entry work and that's like basically all you can do you know with people from around the globe for small companies and that's where we got the term virtual assistant this is somebody that's gonna you set and forget and you send them some stuff to data entry and they'll get it done for you well we've seen at Anaquim and in the property management industry that you can ask a lot more of your labor from around the globe and these people are turning into not not just people who can do data entry, not just customer service, not just um, people who can manage your website or whatever, do some thing, but they're managing teams, they're managing projects, they're rolling out key initiatives, they're helping with the vision. I mean, we're seeing people from a gl around the globe really step up in true professional ways. Well, now, but people aren't thinking about compensation in the same way, and they have to move towards a more complete compensation scale if they're gonna ask for that super high level of, of work from those people. Yeah, the, the industry is, well, the world is changing to a place where it used to be that virtual assistants were just a way to find cheap labor to do cheap work um, and now especially post covid the world understands that we there are architects there are marketers there are engineers there are doctors that you can work that you can hire from almost anywhere else in the world and they are and in order to maintain them on on your team because now they have an entire international work uh, um, um, industry uh, not industry but um, opportunities anywhere in the world, you got to do what you can to keep. And so, so here's the new thing is that if you have proven yourself that you can manage these remote teams, then you have to really think of yourself as a global company, even if you're small. I mean, you've got to really think globally. And if you have these uh, people who are invaluable to you, living in another country, then just like you think about benefits for your domestic employees, you have to do the same for your international employees. Now, do you have to start there with some insane compensation package? No, I think that Jeremy and I could both agree that there are certain jobs and when you're just getting to know somebody, maybe you just have like a very basic, uh, you know, compensation package. You want to make sure that if they get sick, if they get COVID, you know, they can get medical care. You want to make sure that they have some kind of life insurance because emerging markets, life is a lot more unstable. So you want to provide that stability so they can think about their job without worrying about the outside world. You know, having that stability in your life is really important. Anaquim offers a good basic uh, benefits package for anybody doing any kind of work where they can focus on their job. But there becomes a time when those higher end benefits come into play with those real key players that you want to keep on your team. Because just like the labor market is competitive in the United States, it's becoming competitive in these emerging markets as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you and you can you can source any really professional from almost anywhere else in the world. There are some weird dynamics, things change a little bit, but but that there that there are professionals available around the world is a fact and that domestic US companies and Canadian companies are using those people is a fact and that they didn't want to keep them because they're good is also a fact. Um, the international you, you, you 
you know, coming of age during the 80s and the 90s, there was, uh, you know, the international business was actually becoming a career. That's what I got my degree in. Um, even if you're a small mom and pop shop, you have to kind of consider that you have an international department. Isn't you, that wild? Like, just it's think awesome. about my, how different this has, the world has dramatically changed and the sophistication level that a small business can have. A mom and pop crazy. shop. Moms it's so pop, exciting. Yeah, they can do. Uh, I mean, when you're a mom and pop shop, let's say you have uh, 200 doors or something like that, and you're just your own little owner, um, you can have a lot of your work done in a foreign country. And you need to make it so that your operation includes ha- the, the, the oddities of having a remote workforce and a remote workforce in another country where the English is the second language. It's it's just it's a cool. It's, it's so it's so. I mean, cool. that being my career, my uh, what do you call it? My degree. I was like, yeah, this international business thing is just kind of cool. Everybody. Um, and so I think what companies really need to do when they're thinking about um, their whole labor strategy is you kind of have to think about your vision and and uh, for your employees the the life that you're capable of giving them, because there are limitations, like we were just talking about when you first get started. Um, sometimes you know you're just trying to get by with the least amount of money possible. But you're just gonna have higher turn over when you don't provide any benefits, when you're just able to give cash. It's just a reality of it. Now, for those high turn jobs, I would even argue, if you're using um, labor from another country, sometimes the service is better, because if you're trying to grow, if you're putting all your focus as a business owner on growing your business, managing a high turn job may not be the best use of your resources, your number one resource, which is your time. So sometimes a service that can handle like the call center for you where they're managing uh, maybe unsophisticated employees who show up or don't show up for you and you never see how the sausage is made, may be a better bet for those, um, you know, high churn jobs. So that's another route to go if if you're not interested in paying benefits in a foreign, you know, to a, in a foreign land. Yeah, if you like a call center, for call instance. Call center and yeah. data entry even just because people don't show up. I yeah. mean, you can also go on the market and... And those are those organizations, like some of our competitors were before competitors where they had teams and they had... We kind of have a team too. Yeah. I mean, for our call center and... No, no, no. I'm talking about like the yellow, red, and green and they kind of do all the same work and they run it, come into your account and they do the data entry. That's there, There's a point where service, like to just to support your point, the um, hiring a service to do that stuff might make more mm-hmm. sense because then it's their job to keep that team um, staffed. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but... But anyway, the the main purpose of the show is to talk about those benefits and to as you're as you're developing your strategy for the coming year, just think about where benefits fit in, where you are in your life cycle as a company and what your vision is for your employees, the type of employees you want to attract and retain and what you need to do in order to to manage that. And I think even small businesses we used to think that these these topics maybe were out of our wheelhouse, but really they're coming into play on a regular basis, even for small mom and pop shops. Yeah, and if you are a small mom and pop shop that has any sort of ambitions, I would also just, the, the second you feel like it's time to get benefits, just get them. 
Make them W-2 employees. Make them better. The sooner you do those things that reflect what a sophisticated company looks like, the sooner you become a sophisticated company. And that, your day-to-day changes when you're hiring sophisticated people. Oh, yeah. Because what, what is that? sophisticated. More sophisticated. Less unsophisticated, <laughs> for starters. Right? Well, and we've made... We've had lots of different moments in our business journey. And I think we've every time we've made that decision to go higher end on the benefits, we never regretted it. No. And the skill and the people that we were hanging out with on a daily basis was higher, which added to our vision of ourselves and what we were capable of. So it was weird how it propelled us forward to that next level, maybe even before we thought we could. Yeah. And that's one of the other benefits of getting benefits that's the other one the other (laughs) benefits of getting benefits is is that you see yourself and what you're capable of and what your organization is and what it means and it's just giving people what they deserve and it's it's in a different way than just cash a lot of people just bonus their employees and remotely we get cash bonuses all the time out to people but it's not part that's not a solid strategy for retention it's just not So key takeaway is benefits are essential for retaining and attracting the best talent. And that really is what Anaquim does. So if you're looking for top talent in Mexico, go to anaquim.net today, set up a discovery call. You can get 50% off of your first placement fee if you mention The Bootstrapper Show. Thanks for joining us today on The Bootstrapper Show, and we will see you next time.